At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. To be a masterpiece and to be a work in progress at the same time, I can the art of falling in love with each other. I realize that sometimes the only one that can put the pieces back together is this one. Dakota Cross, welcome to I Missed Me. I am so happy and so grateful that you decided to join me and accepted my invite. Welcome to I Missed Me. Again, so happy and so grateful that you're here and so excited to have this conversation with you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Start with introducing yourself. What's your podcast about? You are the host of? Yes. So my name is Dakota Cross. I'm the host of um, Sis Let's Heal. Uh, my podcast is a lot about personal development, self-growth, uh, self-love, healing, self-esteem, and our child work, basically all under the same umbrella of just trying to figure yourself and your life out. Um, and yeah, I've had my podcast since about 2021, so it's been a couple of years now. And yeah, I just really like to kind of get my message out there about my story in order to help other people notice that they're not going through the same things and that they're not alone on their journey. Um, and also just to kind of be transparent and vulnerable about the healing journey because it's not always rainbows and butterflies <laughs> <laughs> so being really real and transparent about what looks like what healing actually looks like um and yeah so that's basically kind of the topics that I usually talk about normally love that and speaking about self-love it brings me to my first question which is you obviously talk a lot about self-love on your podcast how would you define it and how did that journey start for you right so I feel like self-love is how I guess I would define it is wanting better for yourself and wanting the best possible outcome in all areas of your life mm -hmm. and loving yourself enough to say no to the things, the people and places that don't correlate and align with that. And just having this inner knowing that no matter what, everything's going to be okay. So trusting yourself and your intuition enough to make the right choices for yourself that kind of correlate with the life that you want to manifest and create. Mm -hmm. But knowing like, if I do say no to this thing, like if my ego wants this thing so much, but my higher self is saying no, to know that if I say no, I'm going to be okay, no matter what. It's like building that home inside of yourself to the point where you're so comfortable and secure within you that no matter who comes and who goes, you are going to be okay at the end of the day. And how I kind of got there, I would say mm -hmm. a little bit about, I'll touch a little bit on my story yeah. of, kind of my testimony. So um, growing up, I grew up in a very chaotic household, which I think a lot of us have. Um, and I had one parent who was an addict and then I had another parent that was kind of, you know, as a parent, when you're dealing with so much and you're dealing with being a single mom and things like that you naturally kind of go into survival mode. Mm -hmm. So I was raised on survival 
there was love there as well. And my mom's a great mother, but she did what she could with what she had. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'm learning on this journey, especially that I do want to touch on is that two things can exist at the same time and there's duality and healing. And you can recognize that growing up, your caregivers did everything they could, but you can also be upset about certain things that went on and happened and got done. And, um, but you can also have that compassion and empathy for them to forgive at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, but unfortunately what happens is that when we say things like, oh, you know, my parents did what they could with what they had. So I'm just going to completely negate my own feelings and my own understanding of what happened with that. What what that does is it alleviates the need for needing to heal through that. So then you get stuck and you get stuck because you have all this like unresolved trauma within you that you haven't touched on yet. And that's exactly how I was. So when I left home and I started going to college and, you know, just getting into all that, I was like a perfect boiling pot for somebody with narcissistic tendencies to just come and scoop me right up. So, (laughs) um, so basically that's what happened is I got pregnant at 19, had my baby, was in my first relationship that was just kind of like mentally abusive, I would say. And then got out of that one and then got into another one, which was basically the same person, just a different face. Because when you don't heal what's underneath the hood, you're going to let in and attract the same experiences every single time if you don't heal that. So that's kind of what happened. And from that relationship, I was so like broken down and beaten with just like my self-esteem, my self-worth, just like everything just plummeted and was completely just on like the lowest frequency possible. Mm-hmm. And that got me into therapy. So when I went to therapy and I went specifically for that relationship, I was like, it's still in the middle of it. I was like, you know what? I'm the problem. It's me. Cause that's what, you know, people who are unhealed mm-hmm. make you feel like you're the problem. It's you. I'm, you know, projection, right? So when I got into therapy, I thought it was specifically going to help my relationship. And then little did I know, I'm like, oh my goodness, my childhood is the reason why I'm in this relationship. Because when you grow up in a chaotic environment, you equate that love to the love that you're supposed to have as an adult, because you don't know any better. Like from ages zero to 18, that th- those are our experiences of what love is, what love is supposed to look like and what we're supposed to do. And so I didn't know any better. I thought that that was love. I thought loving from like, I would say I was loving, I was operating from a state of wounded love, if that makes sense. So when I finally realized like, oh my goodness, like there's this big mountain I have to climb up (laughs) and I'm at like, I'm at like level one, it was really, really scary. But, you know, going through therapy and learning these things about myself and learning about deprogramming and inner child work and shadow work, which I'm sure you're acquainted with, um, I was able to heal those parts of myself, get out of that relationship. And then I kind of took everything I went through and I was like, I have so many thoughts I want to get out. And I think other people would like to listen and would like to hear in order to learn either. So you don't repeat the same mistakes I did, or if you did, like you just feel understood and you feel seen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I began my, my platform, Sis Let's Heal, two years ago. And I've just been sharing ever since. And that's kind of, yeah, what got me to this point, I would say, a little little bit of my testimony. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moving parts and a lot of things I ran out of, but we'd be here for like three hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of the gist um, of it, I would say. I love that. And that's so beautiful. And I just said, you just said so many like beautiful things that I want to talk about and touch on because I know that a lot of people that are listening to I Missed Me or listen to your podcast are struggling with like repeating certain patterns and relationships and don't know how to break them. And I personally speak from like personal experience. It is some 
something I still struggle with is like seeing myself stuck in the same person. I'm like, but I've grown so much, but I've healed so much. Like, what am I missing? What is that exactly that you realized like, oh, this is, this is why, like, what was that like specific wound that you were like, oh, this is why I'm repeating. Was it validation, attention, love? Like, what was it? Yeah, I would say it's all the above. My specific wound that I kept repeating was abandonment, I would say. So I had a huge abandonment wound from growing up because like I said I grew up with one one caregiver and by the way my relationship with my parents are amazing now but I just feel like it reflects my childhood so it's it would be unfair if I didn't speak about it but I do have to say my parent relationship with my parents is great that is healed well I'll always be healing but you know so with growing up with one parent who's an addict um they naturally will choose substances over you and it's not that they want to it's just there's something within them that we're, we're all we all use something as a form of escapism right whether that is alcohol drugs sex love like love is literally just as addicting as a substance right so we all have our vices so there's no judgment at all coming from any angle but that person will naturally choose something over you and it creates this abandonment in you and it makes you feel like well why am i not good enough why am i never ch chosen why am i not put first so for me, I feel like the cycle that I was consistently getting myself into and getting stuck in was letting in avoidant partners because I have a very anxious attached style, I would say, and I would let in avoidant partners. And when that happens and you don't realize like, okay, I'm anxious, you're avoidant, how can we coincide and coexist together? you're constantly like, it's like a runner and a chaser. You're like chasing that person to love you, chasing that person to, to, to seek validation within you. And that's another cycle I'd get stuck in too, because abandonment and validation go hand in hand. You were not validated from a caregiver growing up. So you seek validation from relationships in order mm -hmm. to fulfill you. And it's crazy because even though I've done so much work on myself, I will say there's still temptation out there. Like there's still that like, I have two choices to make. I could either make the one that's for my highest self or I can make the one that is within my ego. And for me personally, I feel like a lot of us are operating from a bruised ego because mm -hmm. somebody abandons us or somebody leaves us. It creates something within us that's like, oh, like you you have self-doubt and self-comparison. So it's like, oh, maybe I'm not pretty enough. Maybe I'm not this. Maybe I'm not that. And like as a woman, I feel like too, it's so easy because society wants us to compare ourselves mm -hmm. to one another. Yeah. And um that's, you know, there, there's million dollar industries based off of us comparing each other to one another, right? Like there's always a surgery you can get, or there's always like just, just something to make yourself better externally. Mm -hmm. um, but internally, yeah, I would say completely like I, it was validation. It was, it was love. It was abandonment. It was all of those things. And um, I always say this quote and not a lot of people agree with it and that's okay. But I say, it's not about what you attract, it's about what you let in. Because no matter what stage you're at on healing, whether it's level one or level 10, temptation's always going to be there. There's always going to be toxic people, no matter what. There's always going to be people with ill intent, no matter what. But how you feel about yourself is directly correlated to who you let into your life. So if I feel great about myself and I love myself and I'm operating from a state of love, if somebody comes into my life and I see those red flags, I'm not going to paint them another color. I'm going to mm -hmm. say, okay, let's take a step back. I trust myself enough to say no, right? Saying no to the wrong experiences so you can make room for the right experiences. And, um, but at the same time, like temptation's always out there, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to eat well and I'm going to exercise and I'm never going to see a McDonald's again. Mm -hmm. And then it's 
if you're going down the road and you see McDonald's and it's like, oh, like, why is this? Why am I always seeing McDonald's all the time? I want to eat healthy. I want to do better. But you have a choice. You can either go through the drive through and break that promise to yourself or you can go home and make a home cooked meal. Right. It's like it's like that's just like an analogy. But it's like I truly believe it's not about what you attract. It's, it's about what you let in and, and who you let in is directly correlated to your self-esteem, your self-worth and so the, um, the cycle that I was kind of like stuck in, I would say, was just operating from a very bruised ego, a very bruised self-esteem, very bruised self-love. And um, to break that, I really had to admit like hard truths to myself because I talk about on my podcast a lot how we get stuck on people and we get stuck on relationships and we get stuck on stories. And it's mm-hmm. the stories that we tell ourselves. It's oh, well, I'm going to create a new ending to how this relationship should have been instead of accepting the fate of the reality of what it was. And what that does is it provides a form of escapism and it provides a form of comfort from actually like sitting there and feeling your feelings. And I think that's the number one thing that people get wrong on their healing journey is like, I'm going to start healing and I'm going to go from being sad and depressed and Hmm. overwhelmed to being like this happy-go-lucky person and like overnight thing you know and it's like you can get there but you have to feel your feelings like you have to like feel your feelings about the situation like when I had a relationship and I was having a hard time getting over it it was because I was telling myself a story I was like no this is how it should have ended this is how it should have been x y and z instead of really just saying to myself like no this relationship ended for a reason there's a reason why this relationship ended and it's because it wasn't supposed to happen like we weren't supposed to stay together basically Mm -hmm. and so admitting those hard truths to myself and providing a sense of like reality um because I'm a Pisces I can daydream literally (laughs) like so the cows come home um but providing that sense of myself where it was like okay this is why it ended like rejection is 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 redirection and rejection is like really necessary so is heartbreak because it gives us lessons um when I sat down and allowed myself to feel angry to feel upset to feel bitter even right um all emotions that society for women condemns as being not healthy but for men it's fine mm-hmm. uh, that's a conversation <laughs> for another time mm-hmm. um I was able to finally like heal and let go and forgive the people who hurt me forgive you know the relationships that were not meant for me and then start to direct the mirror to myself because like it's not about anybody else it's about us these relationships and these people and these friendships they just mirror back to us what we need to work on mm-hmm. but at the end of the day the journey is really about us like what do we need to work on what do we need to do and like coming home to yourself and I feel like that's how you you break that cycle mm-hmm. essentially I love that you mentioned temptation because I've always said that temptation is the universe's biggest test um so I love that that you talk about it because it's always going to be there no matter how healed you are it's always going to be there you and it's kind of like a test and nothing to feel guilty about but it's kind of like a test to see where you're at in your journey like to see if you are there yet or you still have to work on because I feel like sometimes we're so wounded and like for example you can be wounded and want a relationship so bad but then Mm -hmm. you can have all of these standards of the type of person that you want and then you meet someone that doesn't meet those standards and gives you the bare minimum and then you settle and that's like 
the temptation your temptation test to see like okay you want this person but you're settling for this so you're really not ready so I love I love that you that you mentioned it and I also love that you talked about feeling stuck because it takes me to my second question which is like on your podcast obviously you talk a lot about moving on and getting quote-unquote unstuck from a past person why do you think we struggle so much with letting go and how can someone get past that point of being stuck in someone and actually start like receiving or attracting new yeah well I think it's kind of like kind of like what I said before where it's like you Mm -hmm. have to say no to the wrong people and the wrong experiences in order to make room for the good ones right like if you have a room full of just like storage of like boxes of clothes you don't use anymore like old like computer wires and things like that that you haven't seen in like 20 years you can't bring in new things Mm -hmm. you know you can't bring in new things to that room you have to clear it out first and that really is kind of like how you can start attracting better experiences is you have to let go of the old in order to bring in the new And in order to do that, it's like, I I really feel like, again, we just get so stuck. Like I know speaking from personal experience, um, I had a breakup that happened. And for two years I was operating in like a bruised ego, like an extremely bruised ego because that breakup, what it did was it ripped open my abandonment wounds that I had yet to discuss in therapy. Like I had healed so much in therapy, but I never talked about that abandonment I felt growing up because again, I was giving myself that excuse of like, oh, well, my parents did what they could with what they had. I should be grateful. But then I'm like, okay, but like, I'm hurt. Like something happened that hurt me. And although I love my parents and I feel like they did do what they could with what they had, I'm still allowed to feel that hurt. So I think it's the fact that we don't allow ourselves to feel our feelings because there's so many distractions. There's social media, there's TikTok, there's you can order something on Amazon and have it delivered within like 10 hours. Like there's so much distraction out there that I feel like it's easier to get up and say, I don't want to feel my feelings. Instead, I want to dive into social media or I want to like just like consume myself in something else so I don't have to feel this. That's why we have a lot of people with addictions. It makes sense. It's like you're trying to run away from something. You're trying to escape something. And that keeps you in that same perpetual story that you tell yourself about whatever it is that you're stuck on. So if it's a relationship, for example, like I said, that relationship, it ended because I needed to heal my abandonment, right? So once I was able to look at the relationship, feel angry, feel upset. I was finally after two years able to move on and kind of move from my ego to my higher self. And a little bit of ego is good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like ego is what makes us confident. Ego is what, you know, when we walk into a room, people see how we are. Like a little bit of it is good, but too much of something is not good. And sometimes when we're operating purely in ego, we're not able to hear our higher self tell us what we need. And, um, A lot of us don't check in with ourselves either. Like we're not present because like I said, there's so many distractions out here. And this is something I was actually talking to my therapist about the other day because I'm in the middle of regulating my nervous system. And um, if you grew up in a chaotic household, your nervous system is probably very (laughs) not regulated. And when your nervous system is not regulated, it's hard for you to hear your intuition Mm -hmm. because you can't decipher anxiety over what your body is yeah, trying to tell you. And as women, like our intuition is our body's navigation system. Like that's our GPS. And if our GPS is broken, we're not getting anywhere. It's like you're trying to get in the car and go somewhere, but your GPS is broken. Um, So I feel like a lot of us are operating from that. But also I feel like we take rejection as like a horrible thing and we we internalize it. 
And again, like that's such a slippery slope because it has nothing to do with anybody else and everything to do with us. Like that healing starts and ends with us and people just mirror what we need to learn along the journey. So I feel like the best way to get unstuck is to create a new story. Like you have to create a new story for yourself and that starts with a, a mindset shift, but it also starts more. Hey besties, I am so sorry to interrupt you, but I have to share this with you guys because if you are someone who's trying to learn a new language, then Rosetta Stone is definitely for you. One of my biggest New Year's resolutions is definitely to learn a new language. I speak Spanish, I speak English, and I want to learn a new language in 2024. And that is why I am extremely, extremely excited that I found Rosetta Stone. So besties, if you're someone who wants to learn a new language because you have an upcoming international trip or because you want a way to connect with your family or with new friends or understand certain pop culture or just to learn a new skill or hobby, then you need Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages to offer. It immerses you in many ways, which makes learning a new language so much, so much easier. Don't put off learning that language because there is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, I Missed Me's listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Thank you so much, Rosetta Stone, for sponsoring today's episode. Besties, I would have never imagined having and owning a business until I found Shopify. I've told you the story before. When I was 17, I decided to start my clothing brand and I was only able to make it because I found Shopify. Seriously, besties, selling and having an online store is so easy just because of Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Besties, seriously, I could not recommend Shopify more. I would have never imagined having the business that I have. You guys know that I sell hoodies. It's called I Miss Me Project now, but... It's all because of Shopify. It is so easy to use and I am someone who's really, really bad with technology, believe it or not. So I love Shopify. It's just super easy to use, so easy to design, to sell and to ship. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mafiansudes, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mafiansudes now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, besties at shopify.com slash mafiansudes and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify. So with allowing yourself to actually feel that hurt, like for me personally, I'm a little bit neurotic. So I would set 10 minutes a day and allow myself to feel whatever I was feeling. So if I was feeling like hurt, I would like just put a 10 minute timer on and just sit in my meditation chair and be like, I feel so hurt today. <laughs> like I feel I'm angry. I feel sad. Yeah. Because you know what? You have to unpack it in order to understand it. If you don't sit with your emotions and if you don't try to feel them, so many people are very solution-based. I know I definitely am because I consider myself more of a type A personality. So the minute something comes in, I'm like, how do we fix it? How do we fix it? But you have to understand it to fix it. If you don't understand your own emotions and you're not emotionally fluid, you're not going to know how to heal from it. So you have to like really just sit with it. And it's uncomfortable. That's the thing is like, when you finally decide to not distract yourself and just sit 
there and to actually feel your feelings, it's going to be uncomfortable because you're doing something for the first time, right? Like with meditation, it's the same thing. When you sit down and start to meditate, your brain's going to be like, I have to go get groceries. I have to go pick up my daughter. Like it's going to naturally try to distract you. But the more that you sit with it, the easier it gets. And then once you're able to sit with those emotions, you can move through them because trauma is truly stored in the body. So all of our experiences, all of our feelings. And I always say like the only way out is through. You have to go ah, through it. You, I was you about can... to say that. Yeah. Oh my God, no way. <laughs> yeah. It's so true though. You can only distract yourself for so long until it's like, girl, you got to get it out. <laughs> like yeah, that's why crying was, is so good. I was oh, literally crying. thinking about that quote in my head because I just recorded an episode yesterday and that's the title. Because I talk about this like I I, I've been through so many repetitive things. The only difference is the time of feeling that it takes me because now I understand that if I go through something painful, I have to feel it ASAP through the body, like cry as much as I can, cry as much as I can, feel pain yep. through the whole body. And then the next day I magically feel like, okay, better. I was like, yeah. I didn't understand that at first, but now I know you have to like completely feel it in order to like let it out. Um, have to. What is your relationship status right now? So I'm single. I've been single for two years, actually. Okay. So... Yeah, completely. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like some dates here and there, don't get me wrong. But, but I feel like after my last relationship, because I had that abandonment to work on, I really, well, this is what I did. I bypassed my healing by not feeling mm -hmm. my feelings. That's why I'm so strongly about this because I'm like, I did it so you don't have to. Like do what I did not <laughs> right, do. Right, right. <laughs> like do the opposite because I was operating from a bruised ego and I was just telling myself this story that was not real. And for a long time, the story I told myself was like, I'm not worthy of love. I'm unlovable. Like I have all this trauma, X, Y, and Z. And like, it wasn't true. It was just like something I was using to, to cope basically. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we cope by using negative emotions to mm -hmm. bypass what's actually happening. So after that relationship, I unfortunately was like operating for that for a long time. So it took me a while to heal. And I told myself, I was like, I don't want to get into another relationship until I feel like I have not a hundred percent healed this, but about 85%. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm at that point right now. Um, I did go on like a few dates in between, but they just mirrored back to me that I wasn't ready yet. And it mirrored back to me like, we have some more work to do on abandonment and our attachment style. Let's do that first. And then we can, you know, segue into that. Um, so yeah, I have been single for two years now, just doing the work, spending time with myself. You, you made an episode the other day where you said that like, mm -hmm. You took one day where you just put your phone on DND and like you went to the park and you were just like by yourself and you found that you genuinely enjoyed time by myself, uh, by yourself. Like same here, like throughout these past two years, I've been going out to eat by myself, going to the movies by myself, just like having like self dates, because if you love yourself, when somebody comes into your life, they're either going to match that or exceed it because they see like, okay, this girl is treating herself so good. I have to come correct, mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of what I've been doing over the past two years is like, okay, why even like to eat? I used to be at the point where someone would be like, I want to take you out to dinner. Where's your favorite restaurant? And I'm like, uh, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't even know. Or like, what do you like to do in your free time? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. And if you don't know those things about yourself, how can you expect a good quality person to come into your life when you don't even know yourself? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What do, what are those things that you do? Because, I mean, I love that you're single and that you're aware that you're single because you have things to heal. Um, because some people stay in relationships because mm. of fear of them not finding better. How do you, yeah. have you gotten kind of rid of that fear? Because it is something that I, even I, 
I that I enjoy spending time with myself there is still that like underlying fear of what if I never find yeah. anyone you know like what if I do that whole work and like genuinely enjoy spending yep. time genuinely love myself and then like at the end of that journey there's still so you know because at the end of the day like we all want to you know find someone like share someone but like might as well do it with someone that loves us as much as we do how can someone Mm -hmm. get rid of that again ego or fear of everything is going to be okay and the right person is going to come when it has to yeah that's such a good question and for me I feel like it's a bit amplified because I'm 29 and I have a daughter who's nine so for me for the longest time I felt like my clock is ticking. You know, I have a daughter, I'm getting older, like all again, the story we tell ourselves, right. And um, sometimes it can put us in this mentality of like, like, time is running out. And for me, I think how somebody can kind of, first of all, that fear is normal. There's nothing wrong. Fear in general is normal. We're just not supposed to stay there. So mm-hmm. any type of fear that you feel is is totally normal. And I do have moments from time to time where I'm just like, oh my God, like, <laughs> am I ever going to like settle down? Am I ever going to find somebody? But I trust divine timing so much. And sometimes we think we're so ready for something and we're just not. So like a year ago, I totally thought I was ready for a relationship And after I did kind of start dating a little bit again, I realized I was like, oh, no, (laughs) like I'm not ready yet. And then I decided to become the person that I would want. So what I mean by that is I sat down with myself and I said, "Okay, a lot of us, we want quality partners, but we don't know what that looks like. So for me, I was like, "Okay, I want a good quality partner. These are the qualities they have. And I would name those qualities. And then I would look at myself and be like, do I have these qualities? Do I even embody these? Because a lot of us, we say we want something from someone else, but we are quick to forget that we don't give that to ourselves. So for me, like I buy myself flowers every single week. So a man who comes into my life, I would expect that because I already do that for myself. Um, I recently have been going to the gym I like I like five times a week so naturally I would want a partner who also wants to move their body at least once a day um things like that but I wasn't doing those things like I was my planet fitness membership was swiping and I was never going mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like I wasn't doing anything for myself I was just like yeah I want a good quality man but it's like Dakota you're not embodying those qualities so how do you expect something that you don't give to yourself so First thing is like getting clear on where you're at and being honest. Like honesty is like the tipping point in healing. You have to be honest about where you're at. It's like, okay, if somebody tomorrow was to come to my door and they were the perfect man, would I even be ready for it? Do I have time? Do I have the availability? Um, Am I disciplined in my own life right now? Because I know the way I used to be is if someone came into my life, I would drop all my responsibility and just be about Mm -hmm. them. Uh, because I'm such a lover girl, like I would just be like, oh, no, I want to be with you. I want to talk to you. <laughs> Are you the same way, too? It's the same way. And that's why I'm like so careful with my heart. And that's the thing that I protect the most now, because I know yeah, that I get hurt so easily that if I'm going to be hurt, it has to be with some at least someone that matches like all of my expectations. <laughs> Oh, totally. And that's the thing, too, is like having expectations. And I'm so happy you just mentioned that because we live in a world where people say, I hate this quote, where they say, don't have expectations and you'll never be disappointed. I have expectations because I know I'm worth expectations. I know that I'm worth worthy of a good love, worthy of a good experience and worthy of a good man. So, yeah, I have expectations because if I have expectations for myself, I, I am sure as hell going to have expectations for you. Like there is nothing around and that. If you like, don't have I expectations, do have- then 
you you're gonna settle for whatever it is that you experience Bare minimum you don't have a Bare definition minimum. of at least like what you want or like the non-negotiables then you're just gonna accept anything and then you're going to complain about being hurt when you didn't even know what you wanted yeah and that's the thing is like how can you know what you want from someone if you don't know what you want within yourself right. or how can you like say i want a good quality partner but you don't even know what that looks like like you don't even have like a list of like like you just said non-negotiables boundaries like if anybody were to ask me what's the highest form of self-love it is boundaries because it sets the standard for how people treat you but also at the same time it it navigates like i said that revolving door of who you let in versus who you keep out because if i have a boundary for myself and you dismantle that or you try to like come in and be like 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 treat me differently than how i have that boundary for myself that shows me okay there's a red flag here and again i'm not going to paint it another color i'm go going to bring that internally and be like i don't think this person's good for me so Love that. I think but, it says we have less than yeah, a yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, right on time. Um, I'm gonna stop recording and then we can just rejoin this. Perfect. Thank you. Awesome. Sounds good. Okay, I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> see you in a minute. Okay. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, speaking about relationships and having standards and boundaries. Do you believe in the quote that says, like, if he wanted to, he would? And how can we break the habit of wanting to change people and romanticizing the bare minimum? Yeah, I so I do believe in that. But I also believe that there's duality and everything and two things can exist at the same time. So I believe that somebody can truly wants to give you certain things, but may not, may not have the capacity to so like if they're having mental health episodes or a lot of things like we all get overwhelmed in life right so I, I I do believe that that can happen but I also believe in the quote that um no one's more busy than the person who's not interested in you <laughs> 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 and um it's I I really yeah and you know I, I do believe in that if you wanted to he would because I just when it comes to men I have so many guy friends and I have three brothers and mm -hmm. I just have been educated so much by just vicariously watching them do things and going to them for advice that I know that men truly do go after like what they want in life and sometimes it's just not us and it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us it just means the universe is allowing us to end a cycle so we can continue a new one but we internalize that sometimes and think that there's something wrong with us and, and there's not, right? We all have our perfect person that we're going to meet one day. Um, but I feel like discernment is like a huge factor in that, like trusting yourself enough to listen to your intuition and tell yourself if somebody is good for you or not good for you or also like, okay, I'm with this guy and I kind of see that maybe he's not giving me the things that I need, even though we've had clear conversations about what I expect and boundaries and things like that um, and deciding like, is this workable for me? Like, is this the love that I think I deserve or do I love myself enough to walk away and to mm -hmm. let somebody better in? So I think that just getting clear on those expectations and boundaries, like we were talking about, like having expectations, like you're so worthy of everything that you want in life and you're so worthy of having a relationship that does fulfill you in every single way, but you have to say no to the wrong ones in order to 
let in the correct ones. And you had to feel worthy of it too. Like for the longest time, I just felt unworthy of love because I was like, why is it that every time I'm with a partner, something happens or it's always something like, <laughs> you know, that kind of mentality. And I wasn't realizing that the reason why that happened was because the universe was just kind of like, mm -mm, you guys are not on the same frequency. And the universe will only allow someone to stay in your life for so long that is not meant for you. Um, and sometimes we're just too stubborn to let that person go, which is understandable because like I said, like childhood, like if we were taught that somebody leaving was scary, that's going to be deemed as a threat to us until we heal that part of us and then see ourselves as worthy. And I think when it comes to like romanticizing the bare minimum, I'm so happy you brought that up because I love this conversation is knowing that you're worthy of good people and knowing that you're worthy of something that fulfills you in every single way, but also treating yourself better first. So knowing that you deserve those things, but like treating yourself better first. That way when somebody does come along, like I said, they can either match the quality in which you treat yourself or they exceed that. And they, you know what I'm saying? They, they give you even more than that, which, which is always wonderful. But I feel like you kind of set the standard for how people treat you based off of how you treat yourself. And of course, at the end of the day, we all have free will. So I'm not saying like, oh, if somebody comes in and treats you bad, it's because you're treating yourself bad. No, what I mean by that is like, it helps you decide, like, do I want to let this person stay and keep giving me bare minimum? Because if I'm giving myself X, Y, and Z, and they're not giving me absolutely anything, if I'm treating myself better, I might as well be alone. Why are we together? <laughs> like, why are we in a relationship? So I think just like getting clear on your expectations, asserting them, in a healthy way, right? Like not like, you know, not on the first date, you're not going to be like, uh, I want to be a housewife and I want to stay home <laughs> with the kids and have you pay all the bills. No, like in a healthy way, you know, like slide it in there. Um, but you have to know what your expectations are if you're expecting someone good in your life, kind of like what you were saying. Um, and then treating yourself better, like buying yourself those flowers, taking yourself out on dates, um, mm -hmm. spending time with yourself to get to know what you like, what you don't like, et cetera. Um, and then, yeah, saying no to the wrong experiences so you can make room for, for the right ones. I feel like that's really how you stop romanticizing the bare minimum. And also stop trying to change people. Who somebody is is who they show you that they are. And a lot of us, we want to see reality as, as, as far better than it actually is. And if we would take people for who they are and who they show us to be, it's kind of like that quote, like people show you who they are the first time. You just have to believe them. Instead of trying to change that, like potential, right? Like, oh, well, I see that he could be this. So maybe if I wait around or maybe, maybe if I cook for him more, maybe if I like, you're, no one's ever going to appreciate something if, if that's just not who they are. So like, no one's going to appreciate more of something that they don't already appreciate. So like, if you're doing something for someone and they don't appreciate it, and then you decide I'm going to do more and like overextend myself. So they, they already don't appreciate what you're doing. So <laughs> It's like counterproductive, you know? Um, I love that. Yeah, I would say that's how you stop romanticizing that is like stop trying to change people. People are who they are and they're going to be who they are. And we all have our own journeys and we all have our own assignments to learn in life. And it's about aligning with the people who match us rather than trying to make the people who don't into better people when that's their job. Someone's is healing so is not your job at all. That I think so that's the people get. 
so true and potential like i feel like people have to understand that potential is not an actual thing like potential is a projection of what we would do in their place like because potential like potential from what potential from you know like it's made up in our heads and it's just a projection of like what would i do if i were this person but then that Mm -hmm. just tells you like the type of person that you are and then the type of person that that you deserve um, this has been such an amazing episode and I want to close it off by asking you a question that I ask every guest that hops on I Missed Me and that is what does healing mean to you? Yes, healing to me and I kind of talked about this a little bit in the beginning is like seeing that mountain that you have to climb, like knowing that you're at the bottom of it and seeing the work that you have to do and it may be scary and it may be terrifying and it may be frightening but knowing that you love yourself self-enough to put in the work in order to climb it and in order Mm -hmm. to get there because you're worthy of it you know like I said healing is not always rainbows and butterflies sometimes it's really dark times and it's isolating and it's lonely but it's like going through that storm in order to see that rainbow at the end and loving yourself enough to put yourself in that experience in order to to get to that point I would say that's what healing is to me I love that where can people find you what what's again what's your podcast what's your social media where can people listen more about you yes so podcast is sis let's heal it's available on literally any streaming platform you can think of spotify (laughs) or radio google (laughs) apple (laughs) it's it's all over (laughs) yes so you could just type it in or you can go to link in my bio all of my socials are just my first and last name so it's just a code across so it's d-a-k-o-t-a extra a c-r-o-s-s because somebody <laughs> my social media they don't even use it but <laughs> so I had a little extra a in. um so that's like everything Instagram TikTok everything you could find me right there and go to link in my bio and then I also have a YouTube channel where it's not my podcast it's just more like into like my personal life but like unfiltered unedited mm-hmm. type of thing and that's just a code across as well so if anybody wants to find me there you can just look up my name or look up sis let's heal on uh podcast platforms yay and everything about the code is going to be linked down below thank you so much again for hopping on I hope you have a great day. Love you guys. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Of yes. course. To be a masterpiece and to be a work in progress at I the same time. time. I feel the art of falling in love with each other. I realize that sometimes the only one I can put the pieces back together is yourself. With love and Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.